Be a real-time information gatherer. Do it all the time. Take notes. Make sure you're getting real stuff so that when their review comes along, it's not a vague and meaningless pile of drivel. Hi, my name is Chris Zaug, and welcome to Let's Talk Teams, a podcast by Uptick, the one-on-one meeting software that helps managers and their teams get on the same page. But more than that, actually having better conversations with one another, not just talking about projects or status updates and all the stuff you can do via email. It digs into the nitty-gritty things, how work is going and how your team members work best, the conversations you never get to really have. Welcome to part three of our series called Five Reasons You Could Be Giving Bad Performance Reviews. Today is number three, lack of preparation. Now, if you've been following our podcast at all over the years, you know that we have one central tenet to relationships between managers and their team members, and that is that they should be meeting regularly for one-on-ones. You're saying, okay, well, what does that have to do with reviews? Well, let's talk about that. First of all, what it does for you is it helps you make feedback a regular thing. So establish a regular rhythm of one-on-one meetings at least every other week, hopefully every week. Uh, But experiment and find the schedule that works best for your situation. Gallup has found in their surveys that when managers provide weekly versus annual feedback, team members are, first of all, two times more likely to strongly agree that they receive meaningful feedback. They're two times more likely to strongly agree that they're motivated to do outstanding work, and they're seven times more likely to be engaged at work. So you can see by establishing this regular cadence of feedback, you're not only helping your team member feel connected and building that trust, you're helping your company. They're just better employees. This provides an opportunity to build healthy relationships with that high level of trust that you want. If you do them well, your weekly one-on-one will be motivating and empowering as your employees provide input to their growth their goals, as well as the growth and goals of the team and the company. It kind of goes both ways. Frequent conversations allow for many deposits. So when it comes time to make withdrawals, having those hard conversations, you've put a lot more in the bank and those one-on-ones will help you make those a little smoother in their transition. You can also use the time to gather information so you can have all you need in one place. If you're not having one-on-ones, you probably have Slack messages or Teams messages or emails or Word docs or spreadsheets. And it's really difficult when you get to a performance review to actually have meaningful information to give there. And that's one of the reasons that it can be bad. They're just vague and they're meaningless because you don't have the right data. So by having a regular one-on-one, you can use the information from that to feed you when you're doing your performance reviews. And the other thing is this. If feedback is normalized, and that means this goes both directions, okay? If feedback is normalized, then the review ceases to become scary. For years, our company wasn't doing regular one-on-ones, and we would do reviews, and we had pretty good relationships, so we felt like we were getting somewhere. But then I started doing regular one-on-ones, and I was doing them for a couple years. I decided to ask those who'd been around a while if those meetings changed their performance reviews. Every single person said it did largely because our regular meetings dealt with constructive feedback real time. They didn't have to wait. So there were no gotchas in the performance review because all the hard conversations had already happened. It became more of a coronation than some sort of place where they would be scared because something was going to come up out of the blue. And the things that did come up there were less devastating because they were handled in the moment. We're just kind of looking back at them. The other thing a one-on-one does is it helps you create that feedback culture and you can start with yourself. For years, I was involved with a company where I was doing regular communicating with a larger team. And in fact, we taught communication. 
So every time I would sit in front of my team giving a big talk or a message or something along those lines, I had three people in the back of the room that were taking notes to give me feedback. It wasn't always comfortable to hear it, but it was essential for me becoming a better communicator. Now, I'll tell you this, it could have been scary because all three of those people reported to me. But in this case, it was something that because we had normalized the feedback by having those regular one-on-ones, that it became a less scary thing for them and it benefited me and my communication skill. It was really a fantastic system. And I encourage you to ask your team for feedback regularly. They're not gonna give it to you if you don't ask. So after looking at having regular one-on-ones that will help you give a great performance review, the second thing is this, search for context. Okay, what's been going on in their lives? Have they had a child? Did they move? Have they struggled with illness during this review cycle? Make sure the review includes time for acknowledging whatever has been going on in their lives. People don't check their lives at the door when they come to work. It's really important that you know the answers to some key questions. Like, what do they like to do? Where did they grow up? Do they like the outdoors? Did they just finish a good book? How many kids do they have? What's their spouse's name? Now, These are not questions you ask in your performance review, but they should be questions you already know and consider when giving the performance review. And as I said before, a one-on-one is a great place to learn about each other in that way. The second thing I think about when it comes to searching for context is I try to find the story arc of each team member. A lot can change for a team member over six months or a year or three months. We do quarterly reviews at Uptick, but you can't understand that journey as a series of isolated data points. Instead, Find a narrative that looks at an individual's entire journey. Thinking of mid-year reviews as a story helps you find the context of what went right and what went wrong. I like to look at my notes for a team member from oldest to newest, and actually Uptick really helps me with that. I can isolate a specific area of their work, and I can then isolate it by date. And I like to see that thing. I like to go, oh, wow, that's right. The quarter started off with a team member working at a certain level and working on specific goals. Later, we hit an obstacle and dealt with it, recalibrating the goals as we went. It's really great. I'm amazed at how much I forget in just the three months of our quarterly reviews. So often I'm like, oh, I totally forgot we did that. And it's really helpful for your team member who wants to be known by you. It's really important that you know what they did. They might even forget it. And this might be an opportunity for you to encourage them. So make sure you're looking for that story arc and then ask yourself a few questions. Make sure you can answer these. Number one, is their performance improving quarter by quarter? Are they aggressively trying to learn your business? Are they acquiring new skills, contributing to your company culture and meeting the modest goals you set for them? Are they pushing or needing to be pulled? This is really, really important, and these are things that you can address in the one-on-ones or more regular communication, and then you can talk about these as you look forward when you're doing your performance review. Another thing you want to do in terms of knowing the context is you want to know what motivates them. Uh, There's a lot of good inventories out there. I'll put some links in the show notes. There's Strengths Finder. There's the Disc Test. There's Myers-Briggs, Predictive Index, Enneagram. There's a lot of things there that will really help you get to know your team member. Now, I've used these my whole life. And in fact, as I've had many opportunities to lead, I would often have a lot of those results from those tests on my desk so that when someone was coming in to meet with me, I had a little context. Now, don't use these as being manipulative, okay? My goal was not to box them in by assuming they somehow were an aggregate of this information I'd accumulated. Instead, I genuinely wanted to help them and knowing more about them was incredibly helpful to me. 
Now, I'm, I'm not a list guy. I'm a guy that likes to think through things intuitively. I kind of fly by the seat of my pants a little bit. And if I walked into my boss's office and immediately he started talking to me about lists and, he, you know, Chris, this is how you're going to get better, it would just be a complete disconnect to me. But if he understood the way that I am, and if you looked at some of my strengths finders, like my top strengths are positivity and, and adaptability, and, and so I'm, I'm way more loose about that stuff, it's, it makes me feel known, and it helps motivate me to be the best version of myself I can be. So know what motivates them, and if you can, use some tools, that'll certainly help you as well. The other thing you want to do is you want to be a real-time information gatherer. Save the information from your meetings with the team member and make your own notes so when you're putting together your review, you sound like you know what you're talking about. Now, we use Uptick, as I mentioned. A couple of years ago, I had a guy on my team, just a, an outstanding worker all the time. And for whatever reason, in a quarter, the first two months of the quarter, he did great. He was killing it. It was fantastic. The last month, it was like he took a nap. Now, what did I remember? naturally, I remember the nap. And so I went to the performance review and I was like ready to go, okay, what, what's with the nap? Now, we have a really good relationship so I could be honest with him. But when I looked back at my notes throughout the quarter, I realized the first two months were fantastic. It was only the last month that wasn't up to par. So when I wrote the review, I was able to acknowledge how well he did the first couple months and then ask some questions about the last month. And not only did it help us come to some solutions to the problem he was facing, but it also developed more trust on our team because he knew he had done a great job the first couple of months. He also knew that he had struggled the last month. If I had gone in with either perspective solely, it would have ripped our relationship in a way that I didn't want to see happen. So it was really good for me to have the real-time information gathering so that when I look back on it, I could say, okay, this is the things that happened throughout the quarter, and this will help us. So hopefully some of these principles will help you do the right thing, preparing for your review. Again, remember, you want to have regular one-on-one so you can have a regular cadence of communication, so you're building that feedback culture. The second thing is you want to make sure that you're knowing the context of their lives and their work in the midst of your performance review. And lastly, be a real-time information gatherer. Do it all the time. Take notes. Make sure you're getting real stuff so that when their review comes along, it's not a vague and meaningless pile of drivel, but instead it's meaningful stuff that you can use to help them grow in their profession as well as to help your company grow in productivity. So hopefully that'll build those kind of relationships that you want and it'll help you have great, not bad, performance reviews. Hey, thanks again for tuning in to Let's Talk Teams. If you have any other questions, we'd love to talk with you. You can hit us up on Twitter at UpTickApp, or you can also message us personally. Our info is in the show notes. If you want to make your one-on-ones better with your team or with your manager, check out UpTick by visiting UpTickApp.com.